Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar. We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Bomar Show. Guys, we are on episode 19. I can't believe we recorded 19 of these things. It's been a minute. It's pretty awesome. Today is going to be a fun podcast. We are going to be talking about manufacturing. Yes. So behind the scenes of a supplement company. And And ours specifically. Yeah. Because Uh, that's the only one we know. Right. (laughs) So you'll be getting firsthand experience. Yeah. Make sure to hang in there with us. So, I mean, some of this stuff, uh, you you could be like going crazy in your head. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't care about this. And then other stuff you'll find interesting. So it it just depends on who's listening, but we want to go through all the details of what it takes to bring a product to the market. I think this would be pretty cool. This is not going to be a podcast on the history of how Bomar Nutrition got started. Because we've already done that. Ding. Check it out. What episode was that? Probably, I don't know. Four. Three or four, maybe. No, this the would be cool. Five. <laughs> Especially if you guys are trying to, th- I mean, considering, I should say, starting your own. You know, maybe you don't know what you're getting yourself into. We've seen a lot of people try this and fail because there is enormous amounts of work that needs to be done in order to bring a company to the market, let alone bring a company um, that's successful to the market. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna kind of give perspective, you know, and keep your guys's from a customer's perspective in mind and not let it get too crazy um, from a business owner perspective, but try to keep it more customer based. So you guys understand and maybe appreciate too the products that you're getting. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that would have interested me as a consumer. So that's why I think we're really excited about this podcast. One, it's highly requested. And two, I think it gives an insight into what goes on behind the scenes of a supplement company, because I feel like a lot of business owners don't really want to share it. And it's kind of strange to us because the number one feedback that we get besides the products and everything else is I love how much you guys show how hands-on you are and show the behind the scenes. Well, the reason other people don't like to do that is because they're not hands-on. They're not owners. And that is typical in the industry because honestly, there's it's a lot of work. I yeah. don't blame them. So quite we frankly. just <laughs> got home actually from one of our manufacturers. So Bomer Nutrition provides customers with a multitude of products, but we have different manufacturers for powders. We have a different manufacturer for our nut butter, a different manufacturer for our popcorn, a different manufacturer for our bars, and a different manufacturer for our pills, and a different manufacturer for our samples. So there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, but. and organizing the logistics behind all of that and bringing it to market. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, yeah. but we won't bore you with the finite details. We're going to just dive into this. It will this. be very high level, but we did just get back from our powder manufacturer today. So that's why we wanted to wait to record this podcast, um, you know, because we do go down there six or seven times a year. And it's very fresh in our minds, obviously, because we just got home like an hour ago. I'm so, so full from samples. Yeah, samples. It's like the best and the worst part of the job because you get so hopped up on like pre-workout and caffeine. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, did we come out with some amazing flavors this round. I am so excited to bring those to you guys. Yeah. We have amazing flavor chemists that we work with and uh, we've really came up with some special stuff I'm yeah. excited to bring to the market. So we wanted to start off this podcast with kind of the process of bringing a product to market. So day one, you have an idea. Today, 120 of actually bringing the product to market 
to you guys and the steps that are involved in that. Now, everything takes a different amount of time. The pills take less time than the powders, which take more time than the body. You know, there's just every single product has a different lifespan of having an idea to bringing it to market. Our fastest one is our butters. We could have an idea today and we could have the butter final product to you guys within three weeks, which is amazing. Which I know you're like, wow, that doesn't seem that fast. Trust me, in the grand scheme of things, three weeks is insanely it's fast. very fast. <laughs> um, and our bars do take the longest at about five months if we get the flavor right the first time, which we are going to dive into right now. So, Ooh, diving right in. Diving right Let's in. Do so, it. Um, I did take notes when we launched our sugar cookie bar because so many people, you know, they see a product and in today's world, the microwave mentality, okay, that's great. You launched a product, but what about the next thing? And it's like, <laughs> if you only saw the steps behind the scenes of how long it takes to get a product to market, especially a bar. So I decided to take notes for our sugar cookie bar. So wait, wait, um, wait, let's, yeah. let's tell them what we're going to tell them and then Tell them what we told them after we tell them. So we are going to <laughs> lay out all of the steps, like Josh mentioned, without getting too down in the weeds, very high level steps that occur in order to take a product from an idea to a tangible, edible product. In, in your, your guys' hands. hands and pantries. Yes. Sweet. They're going to say pants. And I'm like, who's putting bars in their pants? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I was. And I saved myself by making pantries. In your pants. Um, <laughs> so I was not going to say pants, everyone. <laughs> just so you know, I was saying pantries. Um, so day one, we had the idea for the sugar cookie bar. So the first step in any idea is to send the request to the manufacturer. Now, I will say, preface this, with our bars, we cannot fly there and just sit there and wait for them to bake things for us. So we do have to send them the request and then the R&D team works on it. Now with our powders, we can fly directly to the manufacturer and work on products in-house, which is For like phenomenal. eight hours. Yes, yeah. one to two days. Um, so we email the manufacturer and we say, hey, we want to do a sugar cookie bar. We give them the macros that we want. We will send over images for inspiration, a timeline, and then they get to work. They start. And then eventually, how long does it take before we get a sample? I would say the sugar cookie bar took about three weeks for R&D to get us over a That's sample. Actually, pretty good turnaround. Yeah. Time. So the vegan bar that we're coming out with later this year took much longer because of the different ingredients and bases. And, and it everything tasted like that. bad. Yeah. I mean, it was really hard to get. A, a Well, so first of all, every bar or and with everything has a base, yes. you know? And so you have to find flavors that complement the base. If you don't find flavors that complement the base, you're going to be running with your head tucked in, I don't know, someplace. In some place. In some place. <laughs> you're going to be running in around in circles because... Yeah, because it's horrible, and yeah. you're constantly trying to fight yourself. So it's actually pretty nice that with the vegan bar that we were able to find a flavor profile that worked so well with it. But it just took, you know, a lot of different testing and samples and, and time and time again yeah. until we finally perfected it, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. So it takes about three weeks, three to four weeks to take an idea from an idea to an actual sample. And that includes, you know, if we want it to have drizzle, if we want it to have sprinkles or whatever the case may be. And one of the things that we, you know, really want to hone in on is that the flavors, what you were saying when we were taking these notes, is that they do come in layers. So when we launched our 
coffee cake bar. Originally, the crumbles were inside right. the bar and, so and not a, on top. That's kind of a more, uh, I think, appropriate example was with coffee bar because, you know, there's there's flavors that you're going to have to mask whenever you're making things with protein. It's just, right. it's just the way that it goes. And so when we were making our coffee cake bar, we had all the crumbles and everything inside the bar. And so when it was inside the bar, you got this like weird aftertaste. Yeah, and you it, couldn't even really taste the crumbles. It was it was strange. So it was actually, I think, my idea. But, yeah. um, but then we decided to take the crumbles out from the inside, put them on the outside, and it gave a amazing finish. Yeah. And it was a perfect bar. And from I, start to finish. That's important. Some bars and some powders start off really good, and then they end bad or vice bad aftertaste. Versa. And yeah. so that's where things can be hard is like flavor profiling is a lot harder than people think because you have so many different notes of flavors that you're trying to mask or trying to bring accentuate. Out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the, an interesting side of it. People don't realize when they buy a bar, you're like, Oh, this tastes like crap. Well, imagine the stuff that, that they decided not to go with, Yeah. you know, so we don't get that problem because we're we perfectionists. Take, we are very detailed. This was actually a compliment that we got yesterday from our powder manufacturer was that we give tangible feedback well we can communicate really well yeah. and we have very sensitive palates which really help us be able to pick out very individual flavors yeah. and be able to make suggestions which does help i think absolutely um, it's not just like this tastes bad i don't like this no so <laughs> i mean if you were to talk to our flavor chemist you know they would tell us that we give them you know extremely precise feedback we're able to pick up on flavors that that they put in that maybe we didn't want in or mm -hmm. or some ideas to bring up different notes of a particular product. Yeah. So when and you're making a powder, let's just take the strawberry milkshake, for example, you know, it's not just a strawberry milkshake flavor that they have sitting at the warehouse. There's strawberry, there's ice cream, there's milkshake, there's cream, there's vanilla, there's pie there's crust, pie crust, there's all different kinds of individual flavors that go into making an actual final and flavor. And we're always fighting the artificial taste because whey protein by itself tastes like butt. It does. So, so it's like so. trying to flavor turds is hard. <laughs> so no, I'm just kidding. So coming back to the bar. So once we're at about day, you know, roughly day 30 to 35 in which we actually have the sample in hand for us to try. And we haven't decided on, we haven't done labels. We haven't done anything no, yet because no. we may not be able to bring the bar to market if it's not perfect. Correct. So the first step obviously is the idea. The second step is to make it. The third step is to critique the sample. And obviously it's made, it's shipped to us. It's usually overnighted to make sure that it's the freshest that it can be. And then we provide feedback. If, if it's a slam dunk right out of the park, version one, great. Perfect. Bam. Then we get started. Sometimes, like the vegan bar, took five to six rounds. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not good. It was not easy. If I remember correctly, with the sugar cookie bar, we got that one right the first round. No, there was a if, couple. Maybe one or two. Couple. But yeah. we. Were, it was the softness we couldn't get right, and yeah. then we nailed the softness, and then that softness now is carried on to every single one of our bars. Yeah. Which you guys can appreciate because right. protein bars are not soft. They usually aren't. <laughs> normally, they can be coupled with turning into a hammer. Yeah. yeah or you have to microwave it for three hours for it to be soft enough. But so ours, ours aren't like that. No, which is they're very nice. soft. Um, so let's just say that we got the flavor right the first time. We would then send the approval over to the manufacturer, and then we would request all of the nutritional facts for the label and for 
the box. Now this can take some time. Sometimes it can take up to two to three weeks to get all of the nutritional information on Because they have to reverse engineer it and do all this crazy stuff in yes. order to, to basically get the exact macros. Because it will be exactly precise. Because that's one thing with our brand. You will find that our label is exactly what's in the product. Right. So it's important. But it's kind of funny. So now, while they're doing that, we're starting on labels. Correct. So once the bar is ready to go, the label creation and the box creation begin, which can take anywhere from, you know, two to three weeks. And something interesting, I know we've mentioned this before, but I think it's important for you guys to, to know, is we hired, or we have actually someone that works for us in the Ukraine, yes. who's a photographer, who's a food photographer, specifically for us, and she literally builds sets exactly how we want them, and we photograph every single one of our products that's relevant, like all of our powders and everything, pre-workouts, we don't do this. But the point is, is we build sets that are exclusive to us, and she photographs them for us specifically for every product. So it's a photo you'll never see anywhere else. It's anywhere. not some stock image of anything. No, and we, we instruct her, obviously, English barriers can be hard, but she speaks pretty good English. But, but we literally instruct her exactly how we want things from whether it's syrup on the pancakes this way or maybe it's uh, frosting on... Or the frosting or if it's the wrong wood in the background and it doesn't accent the correct flavor properly or if it's the wrong milk or if there needs to be a slice of something taken out of the pie whatever the case may be she takes that direction sometimes she bakes the things sometimes they're made of cardboard and sometimes she has a baker make them so it's actually pretty fun i wish we could go there and just like do a behind the scenes because she has all these props and you know, it's just, it's a very fun process for us to be able to get that creative. Well, because once we make something perfect, we want our label to reflect the flavor. And that's why we go above and beyond with the, with our labels, because you guys know, like for protein to taste good in this industry is actually really hard to find. And when we finally can mask, you know, artificial flavoring and do all this and bring a great tasting product to the market, we want the label to reflect that. So for us, we're super excited. And uh, that's why we go above and beyond with the labels. And that's... The label for us should reflect how good the product tastes, not necessarily be all about, oh, how big can we make the name Bomer Nutrition on the label and slap just a tiny little image of what the flavor actually is in the Which, corner. Which, by the way, we were the first in the industry to do the big labels, big flavors, big all this. Everyone else had big company name, little tiny flavor Wee- down in the corner. Bitty, where is it? With oh, the microscope. and strawberry <laughs> down in the corner. And yeah. then we were the first to just blow up the scene, which is kind of cool to see a lot of the companies um, follow suit. And it, it just it's neat to see. Yeah. So back to the bar. Um, so we're on about day 50. So, Wait, let's let's oh. recap up to day 50 real quick. Okay. Because so I'm sorry, guys. I get distracted. And, it's all right. We've, and we've had the idea. R&D has sent us samples. The sample has been approved, God willing, on the first try. In this example, it has been. We have requested the nutritionals and the label photo and the photo for the box have been made. So everything is done. So now we got the point. photo. It's perfect. Now we have an internal graphics team that then builds of the label around our photograph. Yes. On the box, we figure out how it's going to be put on the box and all of that. Colors, marketing, the whole nine yards. The letter, color, I mean, everything. There's actually a lot that goes into that, like textures and all kinds of different stuff. If it needs to be a shade darker, shade lighter, a lot of Photoshop and things go into creating that, that perfect label. Yeah. So 
Once the final label and box design are done, they are then sent to the manufacturer to ensure that everything is spelled correctly, everything is within compliance, we're not making any claims, everything meets the standards of the actual food grade product. And those changes can sometimes take two to three weeks and four to ten rounds of iteration of changes that need to be made. But again, it's very important for us to be able to say that our labels are extremely accurate. Well, I think typically it's under two weeks. Yes. We were pretty quick turnaround, about 10 days for that back and forth with the label until it's perfect. Yeah. So we're on Because if it was up to us, we'd say it's the best tasting vegan bar in the whole world. But And you should freaking buy it, but it, we can't put that we on We can't there. put that on our box. So <laughs> we're on about... So now we have the label in the box finalized. Everything's ready everything's digitally. Approved. Yes. Okay. Everything is approved. So once that happens... We can send the PO or the purchase order to the manufacturer. And this is basically a way for us to say, we as Bomar Nutrition are requesting X manufacturer to make us X amount of bars. 300,000 bars. At X yeah. price, you know, whatever the case may be. And this is somewhat of a risky part of the process because sometimes you just don't know how well a product is going to do. And that, that is actually a really good point, you know, because uh, th- that's why a lot of people are like, oh, I can't believe you sell out. You know, this is horrible. Well, guys, we've done this where we thought a product would do really, really well and we buy three times as much as we thought and then it just doesn't do well. So now we're sitting on all that inventory that we invested our company capital into that we can't move now. Right. So this is, we got to be really close with this estimation on how well we'll think this product will do. Otherwise, we'll have capital and product that we can't move. Therefore, that product can't sell. Therefore, we can't take those profits, put back into the company, put in larger, bigger POs and all of this. So this is actually a really hard step for us. And a lot, especially when Sarah and I first started out, these companies, these manufacturers that we were working with, they had minimums. Yeah. You know, I mean, like our bars, it was, it was crazy. It was like a yeah. hundred thousand or 200,000 bars or something for a minimum. And for us, we were just like, oh my gosh, could we ever sell that many bars? I mean, that'll be crazy if we could sell that many bars. So to, to, what if we can't? Right. You know, what if people don't buy it? And how? And, and in such a saturated market too. Right. Like what is going to differentiate this bar from every other nine hundred thousand bars that you see at a gas station or a grocery store or online? What's going to make it? it why, and they can pick them up at any gas station. Why would they order them online? Yeah. You know, so all these these fears come into our minds, and that's scary stuff. Because if it doesn't do well, then we invested all that money into a product that does expire. By the way, yeah. So it's not like we can just sit on it forever. So that's scary stuff, and uh, that's a part of being a business owner, which we're okay with. But we took calculated risks with every single purchase order that we put in. Yeah, and now we can kind of gauge, except obviously for new products and sometimes new flavors, we can really gauge how much we need to order and then when we need to reorder, which we're going to touch on later in this and podcast. Then some of our po- some of our manufacturers can't keep up with the production either. Correct. You know, like specifically the, the butters, butter. you know, so that he even moved f- fulfillment center, I mean, manufacturing to yeah. bigger and better and still like they can't make enough for us yeah. because you guys are so awesome and supporting us. Yeah. And we're not complaining <laughs> by any means. So, you know, so, but it, it's, it can be unfortunate to the consumer on your end. You're like, oh, geez, you know, we just put in a bigger purchase order and <laughs> I'm we like, basically, uh, even we if we put in a, a PO for a million units, we are always going to be limited by the manufacturer's capabilities. Right. And 
the butters we're actually going to be doing a part two of this podcast because you guys asked so many questions about this but that will be covered in the part two version of this topic but with them asking questions yes right of course and especially the butters so if you if Um, you're thinking of questions while you're listening to this write them down and send them to sarah's dms Perfect. So <laughs> don't send them to me. I'm so just kidding. You once can. so once we have the purchase order in place, it so it includes, you know, basic details, our name, their name, whatever, whatever. Um, the number of bars that we want to order, and then also the price, the total, and the terms, which are usually, you know, net thirty upon completion. Um, so once they have that PO in place, then the manufacturer knows, okay, based on the number of bars that I'm going to be ordering, they then know what ingredients to order in what quantities. Because you got to think of like, they're a baker and they got tons of ingredients and, and they're making this giant recipe the size of like three semi trucks. Yes. So they, a lot of times we, we they don't make, keep that stuff on hand. Well, and we make really unique, um, uh, really unique flavors that really a lot of the industry hasn't seen before. Not yeah. all of our stuff, but a lot of it. So they have to order new things like, like our pre-workout. I wanted real cayenne pepper in it. You know, yeah. there's some, some pretty amazing benefits to having real cayenne pepper. And so I was like, I want some of that. So all right, let's go order some kilos of cayenne pepper. Yeah. So some things do take, you know, four to eight weeks to get in to the manufacturer alone. So during that time, um, the labels are being ran. So we have a label, a bar label printer, and then we also have a bar box printer. So while the while the ingredients are in transit, those labels and the boxes are being printed and then shipped directly to the manufacturer. And it's all timed perfectly. That way it's not sitting at the manufacturer for days or weeks on end. As soon as those labels get there is when the bars actually start running. So now we're on day 100 of the bars. And this is kind of crazy. If you're thinking it's hard to comprehend a hundred days, like it takes a long time to bring a product to market. Um, so we're on day and not every product is like this. No, just so you know, we, we did say this in the beginning, but the bars specifically are like this. Yeah, they do take the longest. Um, so day 100, the bars run, our manufacturer can produce around a hundred thousand bars in a day. And it is one of the most fascinating things to watch ever. Just how quickly those bars come out they're baked that's what sets our bars apart is that they're actually baked and not molded and it's just a really cool process to go and watch and we've posted some behind the scenes of it um but it's just beyond fascinating so once the bars are made packaged prepped palletized they are then ready to go the manufacturer reach out reaches out to us in order to plan you know however many semi-trucks are needed. One semi-truck can handle about 8,000 boxes. So sometimes it takes two to five semi-trucks based on how many we order to actually get the product. we love to send our own truck because we do own our own semi and trailer. So we take our Bomar trucking company and my dad goes and picks up some product for us, which is pretty cool. So then that usually takes two to three days to get out to our warehouse in Iowa. And during that time, once the bars are on the truck, we can start to plan an actual marketing strategy. Because for us, we do not announce a product before we know a thousand hundred trillion percent that it is on the semi truck. Because if there is anything that we have learned in the last 15 months, 
is that if something can go wrong, it will, and it will probably go wrong in transit, whether a truck doesn't show up on time, whether they don't have their bill of lading, whether there's weather, whether a you get a flat tire and then it's the weekend and you can't deliver on the weekends. Then you thought you were going to deliver on Friday, but now you can't deliver until Monday. And we've already made this announcement on Wednesday and now it's not going to come out until the next Whoa, Wednesday. Someone has a lot on their chest. It's a <laughs> lot. So we do not announce flavors until we have a thousand percent guarantee of when the product will actually be delivered because then it just turns into craziness. Yeah, Pure well, craziness. and you guys get upset, you know, when you yes. place an order and you don't see it go out till Monday and you place an order on Thursday and you're like, what the heck? I yeah. hate the Bomars. Yeah. So our bars have shipped in this process. And while they are also in transit, we're working on marketing and our manufacturer is also working on testing the product. Now, some like our powder manufacturer, for example, does not release the product until it's been tested. Our bar manufacturer allows us to take the product in transit, but we cannot start selling it until the testing is complete. And the testing tests for things like microbials, heavy metals, makes sure that the nutritional facts are actually legit. Everything is 100% up to code. Which does separate us from a lot of other companies. Yeah, because too. it's not required. Um so we've never had any issues with testing, obviously, but that is something that we have to make sure that it is done. So once the bars arrive to the warehouse, they're counted in, entered into inventory, and then around day 110, the tests are finalized and we are given the approval to start selling. And that is when you see our announcement of our new protein flavor. Yes. So once you guys actually see the bar flavor, it's either because the testing is complete and done and ready to go, or we're on the last day of testing and we know we're going to get approval the next day. So at about day 112, the bars launch because we want our athletes to get the bars in first in order to give you guys an unbiased review on how they taste, what they think of them, the whole nine yards. I mean, it is pretty biased, but... Uh, they're but honest. They're always honest. They're honest. But the point is, is that they're not promoting a product they haven't tried yet. Correct. So we like to get them, especially the bars, out into the hands of our athletes. And then 112 days later-ish, things launch. And then we can breathe easy. And then how many SKUs do we actually have to oh. put in perspective mm. for how much we've went through just to... With the work? samples... Probably 130. So this process we've done for like 130 things. Yeah. So keep in mind, that's probably why a lot of other supplement companies don't come out with products as fast as we do is because it is constant work. Yeah. Constant planning. And constant every, every product is at a different stage. It's not like there's 10 products at the same stage at once because only one thing can get produced at one time per each manufacturer. And that company doesn't have a Sarah Bomar who can do the job of like 50 people. That's it. No, it's on, it's very true. <laughs> Honestly, you do a lot of, of the day-to-day -day organizing and logistics, which is very impressive. My brain um, has a lot of tabs open. Yes. At all times. And it's, it's <laughs> as a husband looking in, it's pretty darn amazing. I have to Thanks. be honest. I, for me, I really like to be hands-on because I like to know where things are in the step in, in the process because then I can let you guys know. So for example, we talked about re or reordering earlier in this podcast. Um, things that, you know, we sell out of often are greens, our collagen, our creatine, 
probiotics, and for the most part, so let's just take February 1st, for example. So the collagen, I could have placed a PO for November 1st, and we didn't get it delivered until February 1st. I have already placed a restock PO for collagen before the next shipment even arrives in order to ensure there's no gap of being out of stock, or if we do have a gap, it's minimized tenfold. So instead of waiting until we have 2,000 units left, I've already placed a, a restock PO before the next shipment ever, ever comes in. So it's a lot of planning and a lot of just knowing your customers and knowing your product to ensure that you can really mitigate how often you are out of stock of things. Um, so we did have a note in here of things that can interrupt the process. And we have a competitor launches the exact same flavor that you've oh been working gosh, on. Oh my gosh, this actually just happened to us. Yeah. And hats off to them. Good for them for beating us to the punch. But we're usually the punch beaters. You know, I yeah. think that's a term, but... It is now. It is now. We started it. But we literally got through that entire process where everything is done and yeah, we, we were... were we were about to work on the label. Yeah. And then they launched it. And I was like, <gasps> so even though wow. we had been, and sometimes this happens, companies just sometimes seem to be on the same wavelength or something is popular. And so you're trying to jump on this popularity train of, you know, sriracha or whatever the case may be. <laughs> we were not coming out with a sriracha bar, but we actually started working on a bar. I would say about two months ago. Cause this, this yep. happened about a month about ago. Two months ago. And then about, Three weeks ago, a competitor launched the exact same flavor of bar. So it's not like they copied. It wasn't any sort of insider trading or anything. We were just both on the same wavelength yeah, of a they flavor. They beat us to the punch. Yeah. So I'm, we I'm, scrapped the idea. Yeah, we said, screw it. We're not making it. Yeah. You know, so out of just respect to those guys. But still, it's it's still one of those deals where it, it sucks because we have a lot of work and hours put into that. Yeah. But, oh, well. So... That kind of stinks. So we're back to the drawing board with a fifth flavor of whey-based protein. And I'm not going to spoil it for all of you people out there, but yeah. it could be our best bar yet. It's going to be pretty, really awesome. So It's going to be the most photogenic bar for sure. It will. Um, so now we actually have bars five and six being worked on, and then we also have the vegan bar finalized and ready to go. So it's... It's a lot of fun, the bars especially, but being, this is another note that we, that we had, like being a self-funded company, it's very, it's not difficult for us to take, you know, big leaps anymore. We kind of have a very established customer base. We know what you guys want. We hear you. We do our DMs personally. We know what you are asking for as far as restocks and flavors and products and new things, but for us, you know, we do have to come out with these things in iterations because you always need to be having new products that come out. But we just can't sit there and spend $3 million on bars at once because then how would we afford our powders and how would we afford our pills and then how would we afford our butters? Which so. I think is pretty cool that we've built this company completely debt-free. Yes. And we own everything outright. I think it's pretty darn cool. Yes. And, uh, but I... There's not many companies that can say they did that, but right. and it grow at the accelerated rate that we've grown, exactly. which I'm very proud to say and very excited to uh, to be able to share that with you. Yeah. So as far as like more behind the scenes stuff. So now we've taken you guys through what it takes to take an idea from an idea 
to a tangible product. From a bar perspective. From a bar perspective. Now, when it comes to powders, we just left our powder manufacturer. If you guys follow us on Instagram, on our nutrition page, you saw that I posted some fun samples of things that we have been trying. So when it comes to the powders, instead of wasting about a month of time between having an idea and sending a sample and coming back and saying this is not good enough, we just fly it on the manufacturer. We yeah, both there. of us go sit in the meetings and we can get the flavors perfect. Yeah. And if you're a business owner out there listening to this, you need to do this. Yeah. I'm telling you, you will get better products. And I mean, that's just ridiculous for me to give that kind of advice because obviously if you're a business owner in the supplement world, your competition does. But the point is, if you do this, you will create better products. Yeah. It's just flat out because right. you, you can just get so much more done so much faster and it's more fine-tuned and perfect right so we went down on a Tuesday Tuesday was our day of meetings so about a week in advance we send an entire list of things flavors that we want to work on formulas we want to create family recipes yes you know so that's cool we bring in family recipes of like whatever it is I don't want to spoil it because it's a new flavor we're coming out with but the point is is it's it give them ideas and then they and then they can have things prepared for us so that way as soon as we get there you know 9 a.m on tuesday we can hit the ground running and then start to make changes to those products and to those flavors that way we're not sitting there okay well we had this idea for x y and z protein and then it takes them an hour to make the actual sample so we're very we are very conscious of our time while we are at the manufacturer especially when we fly down there because we're down there you know for eight hours at a time sitting all day there, sitting in one products. room yeah making changes some products we hit out of the park first round not all the time it's true sometimes we some do. of them are goofy yeah you know like let's make gr- grandma's french toast it's yeah. like well it's going to be freaking perfect or it's not hitting the market so yeah. that's kind of like those kind of ones take a lot longer or just a flavor just is too artificially it's like oh yeah so sometimes we scrap flavors all together yeah. We have an idea, and no matter how much we try, sometimes it just does not work out. Sometimes it takes us going down there two or three times. Sometimes True. it takes us, you know, switching the flavor from a pre-workout to an EAA or taking it from a vegan base to a whey base. Or, or a whey base to vegan base. Yeah. We've actually had protein taste better in vegan form. Again, you're working off that base. So if you have the base and then you... some flavors just complement the base better than others. Yeah, so it's... Speaking of which, we have some of the best vegan powders coming out. Oh, my gosh. Actually ridiculous. Like I can't wait. We all talk about this at the manufacturer, like, because we're all kind of bro heads. You know, everyone there, like, lifts and is super into supplements and ingredients, and every single person always says, I cannot believe I love your guys' vegan products as much as I do. And I'm like, I know. I'm the exact same way. I was so, like anti-vegan powder none of it tasted good and now i find myself it tastes great if you like dirt the other stuff yeah not ours right right so normals normal vegan powder yeah and so like that was that was our our disposition going in it's just like oh god we got to flavor this horrible powder yeah because it's made a bunch of nuts all grounded up and (laughs) seeds and seeds and bark rocks and that's what it feels like (laughs) not really burns we're just being (laughs) being buttheads here but the point is is you got you got to flavor this stuff to make it digestible and yeah and and honestly i can't believe we've nailed it on some of these flavors i'm so excited and just not necessarily just flavors but all of the new products and just formulas that we have come 
come up with coming out of that meeting. And it's just, it's so nice to be around like-minded people who you can bounce ideas off of. They bring ideas to us. We bring ideas to them. And then they say, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. They say that a lot. Usually to mine. <laughs> but <laughs> no, we, they're pretty nice about it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but we, we make it work. And because of that level of dedication, you know, we see it happening. This isn't just us saying this about other companies. Other companies are posting this, that they're sitting at home waiting for samples to come in. They have an AB sample, and then they usually pick from the AB. They don't ever come back and say, well, what about a C or a D or an E flavor? Well, not to mention, I mean, this is, they, they don't understand like different flavors and all this other stuff yeah. to where they can say, you know what, if you added in a little bit of this extract or maybe try this, this particular butterscotch could help soften that, that end note that tastes kind of artificial and, and it would complement this flavor. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do um, while you're there, but again, we're given our competition, our secrets, yeah. you know, just to share with you guys. We don't hide what we do. It's just a matter of how dedicated and how hands-on you want to be in creating the best possible tasting product. And it's expensive. Com- it is. Plane tickets flying down there. And Hotel, sp- car rental, dinners, everything. All that. I mean, yeah. it all adds up. But for only three, well, we were down there for two and a half, three days. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's all right, though. The point is, is we've definitely found that that's the best way to go. Yeah. But, again, an extra step in the process that, that us at Bomer Nutrition love to take just to make sure you guys are getting the best of the best. Yeah. And it's it's not so bad for us either to sit there and taste test everything. It's actually really freaking fun. And we've, we've developed friendships with, our, with the people we work with, which also help. Yeah. So... Um, a few other notes that we have before we wrap up this podcast, just to kind of give perspective on, you know, some additional costs that go into owning, not necessarily just a supplement company, but really any company in which you have to store inventory, whether you're storing it at your house, whether you're, you know, using a co-man or a co-packer at a different fulfillment center, just different individual costs and, you know, different areas that things could go wrong in. So let's start with, the warehouse costs, because there are a lot of them. Um, you have your fulfillment costs. You have, so the fulfillment costs would be actually fulfilling each individual order. You have your storage fees, which is typically per pallet. Then we also pay for shipping for a lot of orders. Any order over $50 in the contingent United States goes out for free. So we pay for that. Because we love you guys. Yeah. We also pay for, obviously, the material and the packaging costs. We have return fees if there are any returns. And then we also have the cost of shipping the product from the manufacturer to the warehouse. And it is extremely costly, which is why, as Josh mentioned earlier, we decided to purchase a semi-truck. And we have a full-time semi-truck company that runs for our company and others when we don't have runs to just help offset those costs of the logistics. So, we can, so honestly, that way we can keep prices low for you guys, but keep the quality high, Right. which has always been the co- the, the goal of Bomar Nutrition is, you know, high quality products for an affordable price and not gouge you guys. And, yeah. and I feel like we've done a pretty good job at that. Yeah. So every single step of the process, like we mentioned, you know, something can go wrong. And it usually does on just about every new product, whether it's, you know, the warehouse 
the, the truck doesn't show up in time and they have to sit there until Monday in order to deliver or we run out of packaging material or there's a flat tire on the semi truck or there's bad traffic in Atlanta, which means they're going to be five days late. You know, there's just so many different areas that can go wrong that it's it's honestly just a breath of fresh air when things actually go right. <laughs> breathe easy but it's there's just so many moving parts and I wish we could somehow like film it all one day but I feel like it would be like three days long to just film every single step of the process but that's why it means so much to us when you guys love and rave about our products or send us do. like testimonies about our products and things that that's been doing like pro things that products been doing for you. I mean, it's been incredible to re receive those testimonies and you guys posting about it to your family and friends. I mean, we absolutely love it. I don't want you to take this podcast like it was a, oh, poor us. No, absolutely that's not. That's not what this was for. This was just to give you guys perspective on what Sarah and I do every day. Yeah. And every day is obviously going to be different based on what products we're coming out with, what step we are, you know, in the process. But it's, it's very, it's a lot of hard work, but at the same time, it is one of the most rewarding things ever when you guys can look at us and say, I love this product. It tastes better than X, Y, and Z. I want to drink it all day. I want to eat it all day. And to just know that you guys know how much work goes in behind the scenes to just bring a product, that was the intent of this podcast to just show you how much work and this was high level. This was not like nitty gritty right. details of how many emails are sent or how many trips are made or how many samples we go through customer service, customer or any of that service. Stuff. I mean, it's, it's quite a bit to make it as efficient and as cost effective for you guys as it possibly can be. Yes. But it, just keep in mind when you write a hate mail, it hurts extra bad for us. For extra bad. <laughs> so, um, so we will be doing a second part of this podcast. We have the questions, you know, already. If anyone sends me a question that I don't have on my list, I will obviously add to it. But the questions that you guys submitted are actually really interesting, and I'm very excited to just to answer them and kind of give perspective on the different topics that you guys had asked about because I again I don't I've never seen this done by another supplement company another supplement company owner so I think it'll be very interesting for you guys yeah I'm excited to answer yeah so we will see you guys over in episode 20